Hello family, today is March 27th and we have made it to another High Five Friday. So a nice and safe Air Five directed your way. Feel free to share an Air Five with others around you. Every day is a gracious gift from God and so as we get to gather together once again, it seems right that we should begin by giving Him thanks. So let us pray. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, your mercies are new every morning. And though we do not deserve it, you receive us as your children and provide for all our needs of body and soul. You give life with each breath that we breathe. You give hope. You restore broken hearts and broken lives with your love, and you shine your light in the midst of our darkness. Grant that we may gladly acknowledge your merciful goodness, that with the breath of our lungs and the lives that we lead, we would pour out praise give you thanks for all your benefits, and serve you in willing obedience. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. I invite you to take this opportunity to join your breath and your voice in praising our God in song. You can pause here and go to our Spotify playlist where we have linked the song, Great Are You, Lord. We continue to make our way through the Gospel of Mark. We are in Mark chapter 8, beginning at verse 27. And Jesus went on with his disciples to the villages of Caesarea Philippi, and on the way he asked his disciples, Who do people say that I am? And they told him, John the Baptist, and others say, Elijah, and others, one of the prophets. And he asked them, But who do you say that I am? Peter answered him, You are the Christ. And he strictly charged them to tell no one about him. And he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and after three days rise again. And he said this plainly, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But turning and seeing his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. We continue our Friday series the Real Jesus, and today we are blessed to hear from Pastor Travis Ferguson. About a week ago, I was headed back from my Air Force Reserve duty at Beale Air Force Base in Northern California. And when I got to the airport, I noticed one of our new pilots to the unit. Uh, for the sake of conversation, we'll call him Jack. Jack and I were both headed back to San Diego, where we live just a few miles apart. So we started up a conversation, uh, realizing that we'd be on the same flight. We dove a bit deeper than the normal airport conversation uh, would go that most people strike up. Uh, Jack knows that I'm a chaplain. He knows that I'm a pastor in San Diego. But I didn't know what Jack's background was. So as we dove into this conversation on religion, I asked him, uh, you know, what his religious affiliation was. I'm Buddhist. He responded. Were you raised Buddhist? I asked. Nope, raised agnostic. My parents sent me to a Catholic school for some reason when I was a freshman in high school. Apparently, I had too many questions during religion class, so, so they kindly asked me to leave after a year. Well, that's unkind of them, I sympathized. Yep. After that, I bought a book on all the world religions, and as I started to read it, I realized that everyone was saying the same thing, so 
then I just picked Buddhism. Hmm, I responded. What do you think? He asked. What do I think? Jack asked me to say what I think, and I was given a very simple choice. I could really tell him what I thought, risking the chance of him never talking to me again since I held a very different belief system, or simply avoid the question, what would you do if you were in my shoes? In Mark 8, Jesus has just healed a blind man, and then afterwards he asked his disciples, who do people say that I am? They answered him, John the Baptist, others Elijah, still others, one of the prophets. It's an interesting question for us to focus on today as well. Just think to yourself for a minute. Who would the people that you walk past on the street, the people who you grew up with, the people who you've played sports with or have gone to class with in the past, who would they say that Jesus is? A great historical figure? A myth? An incarnation of God? A revolutionary? A chauvinist? I suppose it depends on who you ask. It depends on what their experience has been with Christians and, and even where they are in the world. There's many views of Jesus even within our Christian denominations. Ask someone who is Muslim and they'll call him a prophet. Ask a Buddhist and they'll call him a teacher. Ask someone who has been hurt by the church and they might just call Jesus a jerk. Ask some who claim science is their only way of understanding, and you might get some varied answers. It's important to remember that much of the time, though, people's views on Jesus are directly related to their view and experience with Christians, but we'll talk more about that later. Back to Jesus and the disciples. Jesus seems satisfied with all the disciples' answers, and then he asks them a harder question in some ways. Who do you say that I am? When Jesus asked that, it reminds me of when I was in art class in college. And mind you, I am terrible at art, but I'm fairly good at regurgitating information that I've read or heard. We were looking at the Pieta, that beautiful sculpture located in Rome. The professor asked me, Travis, tell me about this Pieta. I responded, the Pieta was sculpted by Michelangelo in 1499. It's made out of marble. And before I could continue, she stopped me and said, no, Travis. What do you think of it? What do you see? Suddenly, I had to think for myself. I started to really look at the sculpture. Well, Mary is sorrowful in her look, but that palm of her left hand is pointed up, often like a pastor's when they're praying at the altar. It's almost as though she's lifting up her prayers to God. And also, like, Christ's face doesn't look like one that just went through a crucifixion. It's almost a peaceful face, as though he died in peace, knowing that this was the way God and man would be in communion once more. The professor looked at me, nodded her head, and moved on. When we look at this dialogue between Jesus and these disciples, you can tell he is wanting them to think for themselves. And Peter speaks up. He says, you are the Christ. You're the chosen one, the Savior. You're the one who's going to set the people free. And Peter is 100% right 
Jesus is the Savior. He's the hope, not just for Jerusalem, not just uh, for the Jews, but for the whole world. And he shows us that by dying on the cross. Peter confesses that he's the Christ before he's even seen the full story. In a nutshell, that's what I communicated to Jack. I told him about the crucifixion. I told him about the fall creation. I told him about salvation. I ended up saying to him, Jack, I respectfully disagree with the notion that every religion is saying the same thing. From what I know, every other religion says, help yourself. Here's what you need to do to better yourself, to fix yourself. Well, Christianity offers someone who comes to help us, a savior. I could tell that the wheels in Jack's head started to spin and, and we agreed to meet for beers in the future and to talk more. As Christians, we have the opportunity to testify to the real Jesus as the Christ or not. See, my life was changed by people who showed up for me and, and who showed me who Jesus really was. Not this heavy-handed tyrant, but a, a gentle savior. And I want to show people who the real Jesus is. Because the reality of the matter is that I might be the only thing some people know about Jesus. St. Thomas Aquinas, a 13th century priest, once said, to convert somebody, go and take them by the hand and guide them. Though our friendship should not be started in an effort to convert someone to Christianity, we should, in all relationships, desire to point people towards the real Christ, the one who came, who died, who rose again so that man would experience communion with God. The only way we can do that is by being with people in life, by walking with them hand in hand through thick and through thin. May God be with you as you work as his hands and feet in all relationships. And may you be strengthened to point to the real Jesus. Jesus loves you. So do I. Amen. Who do you say I am? As we reflect and respond to that question, Jesus also reminds us who he says we are in him. I invite you to pause here and click on the Spotify playlist and join in the song, Who You Say I Am. Let us pray. Almighty God, indeed, we are who you say we are. Children of God, set free in your grace by the death of your Son, Jesus. And you have called your church to witness that in Christ, you have reconciled us to yourself. Grant that by your Holy Spirit, we may proclaim the good news of your salvation, so that all who hear it may receive the gift of salvation. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. As we go about our days, our lives, witnesses, sharing the grace we have been given, Jesus promises to go with us. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and grant you his peace. Amen.